welcome to The Rotating Platform, a podcast about video games. And not just any podcast about video games, but the 20th of its kind. It's episode <laughs> 20. <laughs> it's the 20th podcast about it's, video games. Well, it's the 20th of our podcast. It's the 20th it episode, yeah. It's, wow. It's, that's, a big, that? that's a big number. It's a big milestone. Yeah. Yep. They said not, we'd never make it. Nobody that, could possibly reach 20 podcasts. Pathetic. It's never been done. But, but we, we did it. Them wrong. No, we, yeah, we're in an unexplored territory here. <clears throat> it's like when, uh, uh, what's his name, goes into that black hole in uh, Interstellar. Everything's going really wobbly and weird. Oh, uh, like in, uh, yeah, like in that Disney film, The Black Hole. Yeah, that's where I thought oh, yeah, we yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, tell, tell us who we are, Matthew. Uh, well, I am Matthew, as you've, as you've spoiled for everyone there. <laughs> um, but anyway, and I'm joined by Mark Green. Hello. And Alan. <laughs> Hello, hello, Matthew. How are you doing? Yes, yeah, good, thank you. Are you enjoying the fifth introduction to this podcast? I am indeed. Do you Spe- see how I uh, I cleverly avoided your surname because I can never ever pronounce it? Wow, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take anything. This is a, this is a depressing reminder at episode twenty of all the things we're still getting wrong. <laughs> like each, other's, each other's names, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the date, each other's names. Um, how, how to start the podcast? The name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't get that from uh, Mayo and Kermode. Nah, <laughs> amateurs, amateurs. Apart from um, that, everything's going real smoothly. It's going great. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, uh, you're going to hear some talking about video games and stuff in a minute, aren't you? That's what's going to happen. That's how this thing yeah. is going to go down. If and if we don't have any other business, shall we just sort of plow on? Let's do yeah. that thing. Yeah, let's get on with the with the celebrations. Oh, let's do it. Uh, but first, this. So, if you're playing along at home, this is the what we've been playing platform that we have touched down on. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> oh, it doesn't make sense. What? So, stick <laughs> greener. We we are going to talk about what we've been playing on the old video games. Mm. Um, so. Matthew, you and I have been playing the same game, I believe. Yeah, a game sixty-five million years in the making, or whatever the strapline was, and probably not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah, it's Lego Jurassic World. Yeah, the latest Lego game, which I I really needed a bit of a holiday from The Witcher, uh, my new full-time job. <laughs> so. Uh, I shelled out for uh, Lego. Well, there is there, there's not really a game that's more different from The Witcher, apart from I mean, they have the sh- the shared gratuitous nudity. But aside from that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, there is actually uh, sort of uh, following a little trail, uh, a sort of smell trail in uh, Lego <laughs> yeah. Jurassic World. So yeah, they, yeah. Except at the end of it, you don't stuff. find like a half-eaten child. <laughs> 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 like it might, you might find a banana. <laughs> Whoa! Spoilers. There's a banana. <laughs> Spoilers, guys. So, yeah, uh, I actually went to see Jurassic World, the film, purely to enhance my enjoyment of playing Lego Jurassic World. Is it so you could understand the plot? Because that's often helpful. (laughs) Oh, that film. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. That has got some plot holes. My God, there is some real... Oh, don't be one of those people. It's a film about dinosaurs that have come back to life. Yeah, that's... Of course, but... One hates to be picky. Yeah, even so, it's just you're just you're just watching it and going, how how is that? Why how would that work? Oh, I thought it was better than it had any right to be. Really? You, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Like, I don't think it's amazing, but it, like I, I always thought, oh, that's okay actually. 
I think if I'd have seen one more dinosaur giving a meaningful look to a human in that film, <laughs> uh, I would have I would have just walked out. Oh, I mean, like there my, needs to be a montage of them, surely. Yeah. It's like a minor spoiler, but there's a bit where they... I guess it's a brontosaurus, is it? They discover has been sort of killed or, and is almost dead. Um, oh, Stegosaurus, di- isn't it? No, it's got a very long neck. Oh, is it? In Jurassic... It, yeah. It's, it's, no, Stegosaurus's first film. Spiky. And, um, you know, Chris Pratt is kind of looking at it lovingly as it dies. And that, that, uh, that dinosaur has basically a human face <laughs> and sort of says it's dying and it's going... Ow! <laughs> oh. It's like the weirdest thing. Uh, I couldn't keep a straight face. It's just bizarre. <laughs> it didn't have a you. It had Andy Circus's face. <laughs> <laughs> that guy gets everywhere. So I'm kind of picturing like one of the dinosaurs from the Flintstones here. Yeah, like... ex- yeah, exactly. Imagine a dinosaur that they ride in on into the cinema at the start of the Flintstones. <laughs> And, but it's got half eaten by another dinosaur, <laughs> yeah. and it's looking plaintively up at Barney Rubble or like as it kind Godzuki. of breathes its last. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's basically, Godzuki's death rattle. Okay, <laughs> that would be the most traumatic episode of the Flintstones I'd ever seen. <laughs> they just have to deal with a slowly dying dino. What's his name? D- dino. What's that? Dino. 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 Yeah. yeah. Just over twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Just the children crying in the background, bam, bam, and pebbles. <laughs> like, just weeping whilst uh, whilst Fred and Barney sort of just stroke him gently and ease him towards the eternal rest. Oh. Cool. So it was a good chat about Lego Jurassic World. Should we talk about Batman Arkham Knight? Yeah, yeah, we've stopped well, games we, now. We're doing we, co- we covered all the bases. So, yeah, is there that scene then in Lego Jurassic World, the game? Guess so. I haven't got all the way through the Lego Jurassic World bit yet, but but it is very. This is this is from the Lego Hobbit uh, stable of Lego games, where you um, you get real movie dialogue in the in the cutscenes and during the levels, Um, and it and it follows the films super faithfully. I really like it. I think I think it's actually one of the better the better Lego games. I don't know what the no Matthew's shaking his head. No, I completely disagree. But How can you really? disagree? I think I think it's I think it's awful. Uh, really? Yeah, I think I think I, oh. I haven't I didn't laugh once in the whole thing. Laugh? Yeah, I don't like it's not got any of the humor at all. It's so it's just a it's just totally straight retelling of Jurassic Park, but with like somehow with the menace taken out. I just think it's dire. It's dire. Oh really? Wow. I, well, I was looking at it more just from gameplay terms really i didn't uh, lego games are up and down and yeah a couple of the recent ones i just found myself just i found them a real slog this one just seemed to this one zipped along uh, i thought they're so samey aren't they don't you find or is that not a problem but the appeal of this is it's the films right it's actually you know it's great to be like what i thought about this is like when you play like the lego marvel games or something like that of course you're going to be playing iron man and uh, what's so many other Marvel <laughs> There aren't any others, really. That's it. The Flash, um, Boxhead, and like <laughs> Boxhead, Bazooki Man, Flim Flam, Big Roger, all those guys. Yeah, Barney Rubble, and, uh, <laughs> and um, but in so so there's nothing for, to me very exciting about that. But but in because um, you're playing all four Jurassic Park films in this, you know, at one point. Oh, you know, now I'm Jeff Goldblum. You know, now I'm the guy who says clever girl. You get you to know? meet Jeff Goldblum. 
yeah, yeah. So you get to be all of these characters from the films, which I think is. But is what's Jeff Goldblum's you know? special skill? Uh, he, he is able to solve equations to open and... cupboards. <laughs> that is the most thrilling gameplay experience. So the, like, one of the Thank problems... God for next gen. You know what I'm saying? But one of the one of the problems I have with it is that. Jurassic Park is not a film about like goodies fighting baddies, which most of the Lego games take as their template because they've got a bit of combat in there. It's about humans running away from dinosaurs, and it like fundamentally doesn't want to kind of break with that kind of logic or that fantasy mm. of the film. So it goes, well, the only thing that you could fight that's dinosaur is those tiny little ankle biters, the compies, whatever they are, mm. the compies, yeah, compies, which just means that whenever it wants combat, it goes, uh, there's 10 of those little ankle biters for you to kill, and they're really hard to hit because they're tiny, and they'll run around and eat you at your ankles. And, like, that's yeah, a... but surely you, surely you didn't go into Lego games for combat. No, no, yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, like, games. the combat used to be kind of, like, just... You just ignore it, you know, just push through it or whatever. But all yeah. of a sudden here, it actually becomes a real pain. I thought, I found it like a real pain. Every time those things arrived, I'd be like, oh, no, I've got to do this. I, yeah, I agree. And I, and I had a feeling, you know, I, as soon as that happened, I thought, I bet this is going to be one of the things people focus on. You know, um, the thing about the, the combat now in LEGO games versus like way back in Star Wars is that if you tried to build an object or do a puzzle or something and you got attacked, you would die. And they stop that about three games in. You're basically invincible. Mm. if you just decide to plough through the game. Mm. So actually, you can largely ignore um, the, those attacks, and they keep it to a minimum. What I really like about LEGO Jurassic Park is it goes back to something that definitely wasn't the case in... Um, I can't remember if it was LEGO uh, Super... Bat- Batman, was 3. Lego Batman 3. Batman or, 3. Or I think it was Batman 3 that was just like this, this side-on connected rooms... Um, where every little room you had about 10 minutes of stuff to do just to get past the next bit. Um, this, moves, this moves much, much quicker. The, the, the levels are much more kind of, um, you know, proper uh, sort of buildings rather than just this sort of side-on corridor. Mm. And, it, and it just, it, 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 as a game, uh, I, and it's just really good set pieces as well. Well, that's the thing. But um, that's the thing. I, think it actually, I think it, for me anyway, I thought it blew some of the most like iconic set pieces and, and you go like oh i wonder how they're going to do that and that's probably maybe where my criticism of the cutscene thing came from i thought you know the, mm. the, the the genius of star wars was they were like how can we represent quite complicated exposition like without mm. dialogue and it actually forced them to do really good sight gags mm. you know like darth vader holding up like a picture of him with like a woman getting married and he's like pointing to her and then pointing to luke sort of like i'm your father <laughs> like that's like mm. that's a really funny workaround here they don't have to do any of that because they just use the clip from the film where he goes you know get away from the dinosaur or whatever <laughs> you know and like yeah. they don't uh, even yeah. they, they don't even have like you think of the things which are classic jurassic park like the vibrating glass they don't even attempt, they don't even do anything with that. You know, where's the goat? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's like they hadn't seen the films. Sorry, I don't mean I to just, rain on your Jurassic yeah, Park parade. Maybe I wasn't focusing so much on how, how much it paid tribute to the film, so much as just uh, that there was a lot of good stuff in it. I mean, you, the fact you play as dinosaurs <laughs> is, is pretty unexpected and is actually really cool, you know? And it, and it comes at the end of, that's like one of the worst Lego mechanics is that find the three ingredients for the pot Thing. You have to go over <laughs> yeah. and do five minutes of this to get the the banana, and five minutes over here to get the claw, whatever the hell it is. Um, 
and that was interminable in some of the games. But now it's short and it gets you at the end because you're not putting them in a pot, you're feeding a dinosaur three ingredients. And then you're, you're that dinosaur just stomping around, which is, which is great. Oh, I don't like the open world element to it either. Uh, I, d- I just can't get my head around it's it. It's the most confusing it's, thing in the world. It's, it's crazy. Is it only, if we were seven, would we understand this? You're kind of in a level <laughs> and then you're out of the level in a kind of hub world, but you can. But the hub world's designed to look, to look just like the level you're in. So you're like, you're in. am I in the level? Yeah, and then you can go back to, to that area of the last level, but you can also just explore because you're in the hub, but only with the characters from the, this point in the film. And then there's some other characters somewhere else. It's just, I, I have no idea where I am at any and, point. And in the story. fact that the, the open world is based on the, like the tour of Jurassic Park. So if mm. there's something on the other end of the island, you literally have to take the whole tour. You have to run around the whole tour ride oh. of Jurassic Park to get to it. Same with Jurassic World. It'd be like, oh, I want to go and get that. And it's like, well, you've got to get in that ball thing and then fly around. And <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> there is a... like the hubs have become too over-engineered. Is that right? Because like, in previous well, games, you, you know, the hub was conf- the hub. It's just like it really confusing as hell. It's the weirdest open world design like I've seen yeah, in a long time. Yeah, it is really weird. Lego, Lego games have got a... A, a variety of different hub styles and this is this is the most confusing one they do where you're you're hopping in you're hopping in and out of the hub as part of the story and it's just like i don't know what the heck is going on um but i'll tell you what was cool um and actually it gave me a little kind of uh, a little chill was when you get to the end of the i guess the first or second level of the original jurassic park and then there's the Cut, cut scene with the glasses coming off and the turning Laura Dern's head round and the big dinosaur eating from the tree. You know, that, that quintessential mm. Jurassic Park moment. And then it, it cuts to the hub world and you're running around in that little area. There's something like really magical about that, about being able to get out of the Jeep and kind of be, even though it's Lego, getting to be in that bit of the film and kind of explore it. You know, I had a really strange sort yeah. of... I know it's only Lego. But <laughs> you're in the movie. Oh man, I wish I could buy into it like that. I mean, that sounds like a great oh. game. But like when he when he <laughs> yeah, tur- when he turned her head, rubbish. and then all of a sudden you're in like one of the ugliest games of this current generation, and it's an ugly game. The open world is so crude looking, and you're like, and you have got John Hammond there going, "Oh, no expense spared," and you're like, "Yeah, you're you're kidding <laughs> no one, John." <laughs> like ah, oh. though there is there's actually the one bit that I, I did laugh once. Um, there's there's a joke where he they have that sound bite of him going oh no expense spared and then the sign Jurassic Park in the background just falls off, <laughs> uh, yeah. which is yeah that is. Nice. But like I want I wanted that if you can't make Jurassic Park funny, you well, in this one they have this terrible joke through all four films about Velociraptors aren't eating people they're just trying to get like sausages that they've got. So like every <laughs> yeah. time someone gets attacked yeah. by a, a Velociraptor they get a sausage out first and it's like I was like that is just that's so lame. <laughs> oh well, that's a shame. It's always it's always sad when you enjoy a game and and someone else doesn't, and you kind of want yeah you want them to share in that in that joy. I mean, you've got to you've got to like the Jurassic Park theme if you want to play this game because you are going to be hearing that all the time. Uh, by the way, in the credits it says uh, Jurassic Park theme performed by John Williams. That's a that's what? a bit. That's a bit rich, isn't it? He's a talented man. Yeah, what's he doing? Sitting in every... It's like Mike Oldfield style, just getting in every seat in the orchestra and putting it together instrument just, by instrument. He actually plays it all on his body. 
That is that suit genius. It's all like armpit farts. <laughs> you never see him and Bobby McFerrin in the same place, do you? <laughs> it's all become clear. Um, oh well, well yeah. So difference of opinion there. On, oh, uh, I feel I don't like it when we when we don't agree. I don't like it when uh, when mummy and daddy fight. But so I don't know what to make of this. You've left me conflicted in the middle because you know I like a Lego games, but uh, I honestly don't know what to make of this. I've kind of got a bit of a mixed picture here that can be a bit dry but the, some of the gameplay is pretty nice. I just, I just nice. avoid it Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I think I will realistically. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah like just, just it's a nice kind of thing work. like you'd play it if it was free right? Or you'd play well that's it the thing that's the difference. Time. Greener paid money for it. Yeah interesting choice. There's, there's, there's also something to be said for as I was playing it I had this just one last stupid thought on it um, I had this constant tally in my head of like actors i have now played as in video games because i was like hey i'm i'm willie h macy oh my god i'm vince vaughn how weird is this <laughs> you know like it's, it's quite relevant isn't it uh to space arc oh yeah well, well yes yeah. yeah so uh, maybe they need a sort of maybe they need a sort of special oscars matthew where you you, you get awarded for the actors you have played as. there are a lot of actors in the, across the four films there are an awful lot of actors in Jurassic it's Park. true I don't think I'd even seen Jurassic Park 2. Uh, it made absolutely no sense to me. Um, well, and, uh, and then I was like... Have you seen the third film? That makes no yes. sense as a film. That's Pterodactyls, isn't it? That's the one with Jurassic William H. Park. Macy and Pterodactyls. It's appalling. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. What have you been playing, Al? Well, I've been playing uh, a little game called Arkham Knight. And I've been playing the bejesus out of it. Uh, I've um, finished all of it apart from the interminable... Riddler uh, things, which, you know, let's face it, trophies, life is too short for that. Yeah, collecting 200 and something odd uh, Riddler Wow, you've really put some time into that game then, because that's, uh, like, that's, that's, that's between episodes. You, you, yeah, it's, it's yeah. meaty, my friends, because it was wrapped in cellophane last time uh, we recorded. So that's a, it's a meaty old game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, meaty game. And I love it. It's absolutely fab. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. It's a shame, in a way, that it's been overshadowed by people uh, griping about the Batmobile and about the fact that it doesn't work on PC. But if you um, mm. play it on a, on a platform on which it does work, you're in for that quite a great. treat. Um, yeah, I was surprised by all this uh, Batmobile criticism. Yeah, uh... I, d- I don't get it. It's, it handles like a treat. You're, you're smashing around all over the place. Uh, it doesn't get old in terms of... like. It's just a filthy vehicle, you know? Like, there's yeah. driving and dirty driving. This is dirty driving. And uh, I love how Batman just does not care about smashing up the city he's trying to save, quite merrily. <laughs> well, this is, well, this is the thing about the Batman games, right? Like, the, the, the creed of Batman is hanging by a, an absolute thread, you know? He doesn't, he doesn't kill anyone, but by God, he's beating him up to oh, within an absolute so inch of oh, their yeah, They won't function. Like, after, yeah. <laughs> like he's killing them in their current form for sure. <laughs> he's killing any possible hope of happiness they had in their lives, yeah. breaking every bone in their body. But hey, that's, that's shocking. Them. That's justice, right? Yeah, it's fine. You know, that's all right. Mm. Um, yeah, as a story, I mean, God, what did to start with this thing? As a story, uh, it's genuinely involving, and um didn't really see like ah there is a point at which it becomes clear who the arkham knight is that my friends you will seek coming a mile off when you get to a certain point you're about a good 10 story missions before you actually find out who it is you go 
Hang on. Is it is it the um is it the scene where you go to Wayne Manor and you find Alfred putting away a Arkham Knight costume? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> and he's like, what's that? "What's that, Alfred?" He said, "Ignore that, Master Bruce." <laughs> oh no! Hang on, hang on. If we're doing Alfred voices, <laughs> oh no! What you oh my do, God! You went back to Michael Caine. <laughs> Yeah, we had the special request for Michael Caine impersonations. There was a popular (laughs) uprising on Facebook. It's going to happen, my friends. It's going to happen right now. So, so, so Matthew and Alan are going to read this little quote, Alfred's quote from Batman. Which Batman's it from? The second one. Second one. Right. So you guys are going to. We're going to decide once. We're going to decide once for all who's got the best Michael Caine. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Who's first? Shall I go first? Yeah. Sure. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> oh my God, that fell apart. Wow. It was I mean, going all right, just, wasn't it? It was just about holding together, and then it just splintered into oh, pieces I can't, in front I, of us. My, my cane is, oh, it's just embarrassing. My cane is so weak. So he's kind of like, oh, we're going for old Michael Caine. Yeah, he's old, yeah. So he's... <laughs> because some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought <laughs> reasoned with or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. See, I think... That was Steptoe think... and Son. <laughs> I think you've both got elements of it, but also are missing a huge amount. Can I have a go? Yeah, yeah go for it, Greener. <clears throat> Michael, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I was just practising. Because... <laughs> no, I can't do it. You sound like Davros. <laughs> because, some, because some men... <laughs> Can't do it. I I can hear it in my head. I want. I can't trans. Just do it. Because some men aren't looking for anything. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. Oh, I feel bad now for judging you in episode eighteen. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it open to the listeners. Then we'll see. We'll, we'll see who who they. I, I I'm beginning to see why. Uh, I just thought Matthew pinned it down in episode eighteen for, for a certain phrase, but when it when you're put to the test with a few sentences I, I i can see what the alan might just clinch it but isn't it whoever loses this competition has to leave the podcast Whoa. <laughs> yeah and they're replaced by michael okay. kane <laughs> that is a fair deal actually that is a fair deal <laughs> imagine michael kane doing this podcast he'd just be sitting you don't have to complete... imagine it i'll tell you <laughs> Yep. I'd like to nominate Mario Brothers 3 for the Space Hulk. Because <laughs> it's the only video game I've ever played. <laughs> right, can we get on with the podcast, please? Okay, in terms of the gameplay, it's like kind of um, pulling together some of the best bits that uh, have evolved over the previous two, three games. Mm. Well, I, I like to ignore the previous iteration. Um, mm. And... Um, the uh, side missions, for example, are all like playing on little different aspects of the gameplay. Um, some people have had a bit of a mither about the fact that you have to drive around these um, Riddler race courses. Um, that, they're great. They're absolutely fantastic. They and there's also been... only like three of them. So... Yeah, there's a very small quantity of them. And they are pretty good. They're a little bit uh, frustrating, but just the, just the right amount of difficulty the uh the the hand, the sort of difficulty curve on them is superb mm. um and 
uh, I genuinely got interested in how to solve puzzles using the Batmobile. Like that is that's quite impressive to get a ridiculous mm. tank and be brave enough with gameplay to make you solve puzzles with it. But also mm. in a in a separate strand of the game, do stealth stuff with it. You know, where you have to kind of get around the back of these big tanks and shoot them on their enormous target-shaped uh, area weak spots on their backs, which is a very uh, super gamey thing to do. But I actually I the... kind of got into stealth tanking. Yeah, I, I actually thought, because in, in the lead-up to the game coming out, I wasn't actually that excited for it. You know, I, I actually, from what I was reading and hearing and what they were previewing of it, I thought, oh, this seems quite limited. But I actually appreciate now, I think, a lot of what they did show... They didn't show much of it because there was a lot they didn't want to spoil in that way. Like right down to the villains, like it's quite a treat finding out how certain story arcs end because you don't realize, mm. you know, some of them mm. it's obvious because like it'll be, you know, Two-Face going, I'm going to do this. And you're like, oh, OK, uh, but then yeah, some of them you I, I think up... I know the strand you're talking about, Matthew. Yeah, there's some like really yeah. weird stuff and there's some really weird villains in there and it's and it, mm. it just takes you by oh, surprise. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's particularly some... the 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 the. The bodies you have to yeah, identify, yeah. scanning the bodies, and then the the culmination of that story arc. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, that was mad. Mm. And um, also the firefighters when you're rescuing the firefighters. Yes, yeah. the culmination of that storyline is just a real, really nice bit of storytelling mm. twist. Here's my nerdy confession about Batman: is I've I've finished it 100. percent Whoa! Oh, really? That's funny because I was I was feeling I would probably do that for Lego Jurassic World. <laughs> which probably like... I've, I've I've got every Riddler That's, trophy. I've done that a is lot. a lot of Riddler trophies. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it was. Let me tell you, it was not particularly worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we could have told you that. No, uh, but the, the game without spoiling it, the the game has. Like it's not just uh, oh now you're free to go and get everything. It kind of says it's it's it it, it very um, heavily suggests something big's going to happen when you get everything. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, well it says uh, defeat you know two or three defeat three more uh, villains, capture three more villains, and you'll get the full ending. Yeah, it, which oh, is wait, weird. It, it's not. It, it's not Yoshi on the roof of the castle, is it? It is. It's ba- yeah, him and Batman have a dance. Oh. <laughs> they all sing but, they all sing a cute yoshi song and batman sort of growls along um <laughs> oh, how long did it take you doing all that riddler stuff did actually you, did you... like what the, the, once you once you really set your mind to it i actually did it in two evenings some of them i you just you just can't get your head around it for a while yeah, right the, but the, presumably it's the kind of thing where you got the once you've got the, your brain into that yeah gear, exactly right? once you go in there it's and the thing that makes me laugh is that <laughs> all, there's loads of riddler dialogue which is great but it's that He's hit them away, like 250 of these things. And once you've kind of got like 100, 200, and he's still giving it all, like, I, I can't believe you solved it. And you're like, dude, I've done 200 of these things. Like, what did you think that was going to happen? I, he's not a patient man, really. It's not like, he? oh, you've got that one. You know, and he keeps saying, like, well, you were meant to get that one. You're like, what's the point then, Riddler? Like, why have you designed it that way? I, You're a fool. Uh yeah it's like oh, it's impossible and you're like and you're like it was in a shack i found it in a shack on the floor like that isn't a riddle that's just like clumsy i've left it somewhere he's the most unbelievable uh in terms of like feasibility uh villain oh, yeah. that there I, is in the batman games i mean he would, what like, he's done he's is basically absurd. in order to 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 build subterranean racetracks he would have yeah. had to have bought up like 
Uh, just like how much of Gotham he would have fairly had to buy. sure he didn't have planning permission. For yeah, the like stuff. the whole sewer system, he's basically converted into a racetrack, which is just yeah. and you're like Riddler, do something better with your time, man. I mean, there's a there's a really nice thing that when you get to the final ten, like the dialogue for the last ten with each one, he gets really like. He's like, you don't, don't get the last seven! <laughs> All this kind of stuff. It's, uh, when he gets down to, to like two or three, he should just be like, oh yeah, I can see this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing I can I do can to do. stop it. Like, you've, really, you've really set your mind on this. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the supporting cast, I was just thinking, something you said, Matthew, reminded me of the supporting cast that there is. And, um, and, how in the sort of main game itself, I'm guessing that the, the characters like Catwoman, uh, well, we know Batgirl at the moment is, is going to get her own DLC, right? Mm-hmm. And characters like Catwoman and Nightwing and others of that ilk are just really underused in the main game, don't you think? Where you're like, you can play as Catwoman in the most unsatisfying section where she has almost nothing to do in yeah. one bit where you actually get to play as her. She gets all that sassy dialogue, though. Ah, mm, yeah, but that was giving it that all was the weak. sass. Hmm. Uh, really underused, so you can only assume she's going to get her own Oh, DLC. I think they're going to be DLC crazy. I mean, they've built yeah. these characters, you know. Well, that... the, the the season pass costs a remarkable £33, so there really better had be some, some high-quality oh, DLC. Gee. I had a go at the Harley Quinn DLC, um, which seemed to be pretty glitchy, um, glitching a lot more than the main game, oh, in terms right. of like, the camera angles mm-hmm. and stuff, and... And just I think the early the early DLC was made by Montreal, the um, Arkham Origin studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it shows a little. Unfortunately, doesn't so. have the same love applied to it. Yeah. So yes, Batman still a big thumbs up. Oh, big, big, big thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's up there as I'd say one of the one of the best games on on the current platform. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Ooh, big words. Yep. Big words. Well, that's what we've been playing. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> episode twenty. Episode. <laughs> ep- it's episode twenty. That's Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. we got us. We got a celebrity message yeah. from, from Michael Caine. Oh, what a great surprise! Congratulations on reaching episode twenty. What is it? What has he moved to Australia? <laughs> yep, yep. I think that's some Australian person. So, yeah, listen out for more celebrity. Uh, messages uh congratulating us on our 20th episode later in the podcast maybe we've just decided <laughs> <laughs> i mean they've just contacted us yeah, oh yeah they're just ringing now i just i got three voicemails anyway yeah look out for that should we move off yeah. <laughs> so yeah let's move off this platform I'm li- i want to get to their messages <laughs> oh no but hang on hang on greener before b- before you do before you do it's you've got to have this Hey there, rota- rotating platform. It's Bob Geldof here. <laughs> Sir Bob. Just wanted to congratulate you on 20 episodes of your f***ing podcast. Hi there, rotating platform. <laughs> it's Kermit the Frog here. I'm re- really happy that you got to 20 episodes. Well done. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello, Morgan Freeman here. Here, here. <laughs> Have a great 20th episode. And goodbye. <laughs>
So we find ourselves on a dusty, dusty platform. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a platform from the past. That's where... bad because I got a dust allergy. This is going to oh, be an no. unpleasant platform for me. Oh, well, just hold, just hold your breath for the forthcoming platform. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, ten, ten minutes. We could give it a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a going over with some pledge or Mr. Sheen. That's the worst word. thing you can do. That's going to what? blow all the dust up, and I, the the pledge itself will trigger more of my allergy. Greeny, you seem genuinely concerned about this imaginary <laughs> dust platform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can be triggered by mere thought. The mere thought of dust, <laughs> theoretical uh, you know, it's, it's dust. Not, it's, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm. Are you theoretically allergic to theoretical dust? <laughs> yeah. no, I, as it's recorded awful. in Theoretical Allergy Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sister yes. publication of a theoretical gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we, Al? Uh, yeah, we're on a platform where it's all stuff that's happened in the past and that. Uh, specifically, things, shameful uh, pieces of writing from our history. Yeah, that's right. History, as yes. third-rate journalists. Yeah, this is where we dig up some old stuff from when we were uh, young, inexperienced <laughs> writers uh, writing rubbish. And I think I've mentioned this before. So basically, this is a bit of a time travel platform because um, when we uh, go come onto Space Arc in 985 years later, mm. um, I'm going to talk about a Space Arc nomination from uh, my good friend Rick Moulton, who I used to work with at Nintendo, uh, yeah. writing their website in early 2000s. And I don't know if I mentioned before, but... Um, we came up, and this is before WarioWare. WarioWare didn't exist at this point. Um, and we had to write a tips page for the Nintendo website. Mm. And so we, we wanted a theme for it. Uh, and so we came up with Wario's Warehouse. And the idea was that Wario was like this kind of shady, uh, like Del Boy type figure with Waluigi who was running this kind of tips warehouse full of kind of like stolen cheats and tips. I don't know why. I don't know what. Did, did you get a sign off for this idea? Well, yeah. So this is the thing we did. And, um, and we're writing for the official Nintendo website. So yes, if you go on the super Mario wiki, um, everything we've written has become canon <laughs> because we were <laughs> writing on the official Nintendo website, even though oh, we were wow. just making a load of rubbish up. So, you can go and read this stuff yourself if you search for Wario's Warehouse uh, on the Super Mario Wiki. But um, have you have you guys seen this? I, I want to read out. The, they basically got a big list of here are things we know about Wario from Wario's <laughs> Warehouse. Brilliant. So these are things that me and Rick made up, uh, which are now considered part <laughs> but, of. Uh, but actual... now they're canon. So yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't start out too bad. So Wario sends one of them is Wario sends Waluigi on errands to steal new cheats, codes, and hints. Straight from Nintendo HQ, so that's it. That's kind of yeah, okay. But it's it's kind of in character. Okay. Yeah. Number two, Wario likes rhubarb crumble. <laughs> official official. Is that an fact. exclusive? <laughs> yeah. I never thought Waluigi would prefer rhubarb crumble because it's more like sympathetic to his colour scheme. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you go and write your own Wario's Warehouse. <laughs> well, you write I Waluigi's Warehouse. <laughs> Number three, Wario keeps a, <laughs> keeps a matchbox with ants in his cupboard, waiting until they worship him as a god. Were <laughs> um, you living in Germany at the time when you did this, Mark? Yeah, that's right. I can't were you very lonely? Is, I can't believe this is a law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all official. Were, were you really lonely there? Are you the ant in the box? <laughs> Are the people reading the website the ants in the box? <laughs> You can read. Hey, you can read whatever you want into right. it. I am. 
Wario prefers using a th- <laughs> Wario prefers using a thermal printer for his computer. Quote: None of that laser rubbish. <laughs> Random. That doesn't sound like something Wario would say. That doesn't sound like- <laughs> if anything, he would definitely start by saying "wah." I, this one's written quite nicely. I don't, I don't know uh, what this was like in the original article, but Wario illegally held a monkey who proceeded to attack the mailman and knock over all shelves. <laughs> I, like, I, I like the last bit. All the shelves. All the shelves. Wario had a chicken coop empire called Wario's Wingery. <laughs> <laughs> Official. Wario, Wario's mother... Well, Wario has a mother in this uh, in this timeline. <laughs> Wario's, Wario's mother used to say, "You can never have enough cash." No, 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 no. Do the voice. Uh, oh, of Wario's mum. Yeah. <clears throat> Wario's mother used to say, "Oh God, how are you gonna do this? You can never have enough cash." Oh, that's Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wario later wedged her inside her kitchen bin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what just no happened? That's sinister. Wario has had to endure an infestation of hermit crabs, an infestation of sparrows, an infestation of foxes, brackets, solved by setting loose a grizzly bear, and an infestation of marmosets, brackets, solved by Waluigi singing. Waluigi also also took something Wario said the wrong way and released 7,000 hamsters into the warehouse. Hamsters invaded again, when Waluigi wrongly ordered five tons of sunflower seeds. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. A, that is a Waluigi burn there. <laughs> Do you know what I like bit... about this stuff? It's because like, everything that's written from Nintendo is taken as Nintendo lore. This is why they have all the problems with the, like, unpicking the, the Zelda timeline. It's because they don't seem to realise that it was like jokers writing the instruction manuals who are kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, Ganon you know, ate do. a magical bean and came back to life. It's just somebody <laughs> just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's just normal people yeah. Yeah, trying to fulfil a, you know, a task at work. <laughs> just don't um, care. They're like, yeah. I'll just write 200 words on like how Ganon came back and you're like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's it. That's the, that's the entire history of Zelda yeah. set yeah. forever. Yeah, well, that, there are some others. So, yeah, have a look on the uh, on the Mario wiki. They, they which uh, uh, which side which side of the fence did you prefer being on? Like creating Nintendo or like you know writing and judging Nintendo? Mm, well, you inevitably you didn't have as much freedom at Nintendo as you did on an unofficial Nintendo magazine. Mm. So, and you didn't really have as much access to the games either. You know, it was what? The, the, yeah, they were super um super careful about anyone playing a, a pre-release game. So, whereas on the magazine you would have got a copy of, you know, you would have got a, a N64 cart, you know, a month ahead of a month or two ahead of time so you could get it reviewed in the mag um there was no question i would never have been allowed to touch one of those early, what? early games so you, just had to, you just had to imagine what the product was like that you were covering <laughs> and you're like i think there's a guy who jumps in it <laughs> that's and that does explain why it says that on the back of the super mario 64 box <laughs> look at this it's got grass and a tree right. <laughs> and, the sc- and the screenshots are all done in biro yeah <laughs> Both both sides were were, were were really fun actually, but but yeah uh, yeah when you're sort of inside that world it uh, it's I mean it's still amazing though because the things that happen to you when you're writing on a games mag are completely unique right I mean I'll always remember my desk being gradually 
consumed by Luigi's. You know, <laughs> I had to move. Um, oh, God, the Luigi at, competition. <laughs> the Luigi competition. Oh, um, that was nuts. Oh, God, this is for ancient N64 mag history where uh, we did a competition for uh, people to make Luigi's. And the prize was, was the prize? Uh, GameCube. Uh, was and GameCube, this was before this was before GameCube came out or just it just come out. So yeah. yeah. An amazing prize. Um so people made them out of the most disturbing things known to man. Mm. Uh I swear there were some that involved human hair, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so disturbing things that you think are plasticine, but you can't really be sure. They smelt a bit organic, you know? <laughs> there were some really seriously disturbing <laughs> things. But we got hundreds of them. And yeah, we got in the local paper we got in the local paper for that. They, they did a a big old uh page on on they took a picture of all the luigi's all, all hundreds of them and, uh, <laughs> so i took that i took that competition and we did and we did a very similar thing at nintendo where we asked people to just make something zeldery and we didn't say what, what it had to be it could be a painting or a, a sculpture mm. or whatever we just got some fan, amazing stuff in uh, and similarly it just filled up the the whole office so yeah nintendo fans are oh, just yeah. got got some it's just so creative. Uh, it's just just we, amazing. In our in our grotesque uh, vanity on Endgamer, we for the fiftieth issue, we did a. The, it was like a competition of send us something. You, you had to send us something celebrating Endgamer. It was so mm. vain. Like the, the, <laughs> the um, for that's for, right. for its fifty years. Well, you know, we just wanted birthday cards, really, like happy <laughs> thing. And like a guy made like a like hand drew like a whole issue of Endgamer that was all about mm. like. At the end, gamers then running gags and the staff mm. and everything. That was That's amazing. Cool. What an amazing thing! Oh, I love, I yeah. love, I, I miss the, I miss the days of like reader sending us mad, mad things. Well, that was a jolly old jaunt down memory lane. It was. It, it was. Yeah. Was Have I time. become old just by saying that? Yeah. Is that is that yeah. how this works? Okay. Good. Well. That's- Nice to have it official. Uh, so let's look forwards to the future, my friends. Enough looking backwards. Yeah. But before we do, uh, I, I think it's time we, we, we had a bit of this. Hey, you guys. It's Christopher Walken here. I just wanted to say to you, I love the podcast, you guys. <laughs> Bye. Uh, hello. It, just what I needed. It's me, Mario. And I just called to say happy happy 20th episode. And I've got... Uh, <laughs> I've got Yoshi here to say, to say happy ce- celebration time too. <laughs> Thanks, Yoshi. Thank you so much for 20 amazing episodes. See you later. Hey, guys. Ringo Starr here. Great work on the podcast, reaching 20 episodes. Here's to 20 more. That'll be gear. It is the year 3000. Apocalyptic disaster has struck in what has become known as the event. Millions are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of hope, the space arc, constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works, and carry them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing Against Time, the Space Art Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations and which will be lost forever to the fire. Yes, as that beautiful intro has explained, we are on board the Space Ark. 
picking mm. a new collection of games to take with us off an imploding earth. Um, I'm joined yeah. in the future by Mark and Alan, as always. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cheerful start to our chat show in the year 2000. Well, I just think by now we're getting a bit kind of tired of each other's company locked in this room. Yeah, you, you, there'll, there'll be an episode of Space Out where there's suddenly only one of us, and the other two have mysteriously uh... been replaced by celebrity impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined this week by Kermit the Frog and Bob Geldof. <laughs> um, so this week's subject, because uh, we wanted to make it hard for ourselves, is uh, games where celebrities uh, appear as themselves. Yeah, so, games, games with, I think we said celebrity... Well, I started describing it as games with a celebrity's face in, and maybe I twisted but it But I think slightly. the distinction we made was that it couldn't be like a movie time where they're playing a character. Yeah. Mm. It's got to be that, them. Because that opens as... it up to too many things. So it's kind of like where they just appear. Yeah. And, and I think, as I expected, <clears throat> this... I don't think people have picked their favourite games this time. Well, I, 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 th- I, th- I tend to agree with you. I mean, <laughs> let's let's face it. This is an absolute train wreck of a space arc. There's no two ways around it. So uh, it's a train you know, wreck it's... on top of an exploding, imploding Earth. That yeah. is a, a true catastrophe. You know, I, I worry that if we put any of these games in the space arc, someone will just drop the whole games part of the space arc into the lava. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, no, like the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing can come off. It's like that, um, the source of separation in uh, Star Trek. There's just a button somewhere. You turn two keys or whatever, and then, yeah, our, our little cabin just drops out into the lava <laughs> and just bobs along. <laughs> yeah. So who's got a, who's got a celebrity nomination? Uh, well, the, the, uh, these are all from listeners. Yeah. And um, we're going to open with uh, a really strong offering, uh, one of the kind of quintessential... Uh, video game experiences, which is Chegger's Party Quiz. Oh, yeah. I, it's funny because I just heard the sarcasm alarm going off inside the space. Claxon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, so I will confess to not having played Chegger's Party Quiz. Um, some gap in my knowledge there. I remember this from uh, from being on Endgamer and, it, be, and it, it coming in into the office. In fact, I want to read you this email that I found because this, this is an email from... Um, when I was editor of Endgamer, uh, which I thought was quite funny. So the PR person for um, whoever released Chegger's party rubbish is... um, (laughs) To give it its original (laughs) pre-release title. So they emailed me and uh, they said, um, oh, I'm going to be bringing Chegger's party quiz um, into the office. Uh, So, you know, see you next week. And so this is when I was working with Matthew and uh, Martin Kitts on the magazine. And there's a response from me. Yeah, sure thing. See you then. Um, I'm in and out of training all day, but I'm sure Matthew and Martin will be around. (laughs) 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 Hastily arranged training to avoid playing that hot mess. You know, obviously you should never judge a game before you played it, which is why I think it's fair to, to draw on the experience of a couple of people from Amazon.co.uk um, who have this to say about Chegger's mm. Party Quiz. Mm. First, first person says, You might think it fun that Chegger's is making comments all the way through, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it just sounds forced and sad. <laughs> comments. Oh, dear. Chegger's uh, comments. And, and the other one was... Um, I'd rather have my fingernails extracted without anaesthetic. 
the description on the case reads, hosted by everybody's favourite TV personality, Keith Cheggers Chegwin. Personally, uh, firstly, I would personally like to be taken off the list of everybody and feel embarrassed and insulted that people class him as my favourite without asking my opinion first. Secondly, I would even pick Barrymore ahead of this idiot. <laughs> oh, that's damn, that's damning. That is, that's cold, isn't it? So, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of dumb quiz game that is enlivened by Cheggers what? making encouraging comments at the you. Thing, the thing that always used to make me laugh about this was at the, at the time it came out, it was actually paired with um, another game, which was Alan Hansen's Sports mm. Quiz. That's right. Oh, and they both what? had, like, cartoon versions yeah. of, like, Keith Chegwin and Alan Hansen and, yeah. you know. I mean, Cheggers is terrifying, that's I think awful. it's fair to say, isn't it? He looks like a sort of Toby jug. It's all the, like, all the noises in it as well. There's all this kind of, like, farting and cat noises and, like... (laughs) For the buzzers, yeah. Did you see that if you, you know, that kind of melancholy that's at the heart of uh, Checkers Party Quiz, um, if you you interrupt him when he's he's going, hey! In this round, you get three chances to... That's that's Gollum, actually. (laughs) But but, but anyway... um, so if you interrupt him uh, explaining that, you go on to you press A and go to the next screen. He goes, oh, "I can take a hint." <laughs> it's a bit like that, you know. There's that there's that hidden song in all those Nintendo games where if you leave the music playing for like ten minutes, mm. you get like Tataka's song. Like yeah. da, 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 da. it's just like that, except mm. it's just he'll just break character and just sigh deeply. <laughs> oh, checkers! You just hear a faint voice going, "Help me." <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> so should we, so, should we put it in the arc? <laughs> oh, oh, it's a dead cert. I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. No, you're to not. To it going in, just because I, I. Yeah, just because. Oh no, I'm definitely saying no. I mean, no, that's I'm, not. A, who suggested that? And what did they say about it? Uh, that's. Oh, uh, it was. It was Rebecca on Facebook. I think. Is. And the good thing is, if we throw it in the lava today. Um, it's quite neat because today's also the day they throw Keith Chegwin into the lava. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, which they, which we should know. Um, they've been doing that every day uh, since <laughs> since the event. They fish they fish him out and then they throw him in the lava again. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of, of a Darth Vader effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just he just gets smaller and more wrinkled. Uh, and it actually well it it happens at twelve, so it also signifies lunch. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It well, signifies that... the dispensing of the cola. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Chegwin yeah. goes in. Yeah. <laughs> cola bottles come out. Because <laughs> the days of watching things disintegrate into the fire can get a bit long, so you like to liven it up a bit by, you know, putting other things in the fire. It's oh. good. Oh, I love that. Cheggers goes in, the sweets come out. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we will come to associate... Burning Keith uh, uh, dog style. <laughs> we start <laughs> start salivating when we see Keith Chegwin's leg on fire. <laughs> or likewise, every time you eat a cola bottle, you'll be like, "What's that spell?" Yeah. Poor Cheggers. He's never done anyone any harm. So, as hinted at earlier, one one hundred and eighty-five years earlier, no, nine hundred and eighty-five years earlier. Uh, I have we have received a nomination from Rick Moulton, my old uh, Nintendo buddy. Uh, he still works at Nintendo, in fact. And um, 
He's nominating Dr. Kawashima's brain training on DS. Oh. He says, okay, Dr. Floatyhead <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't famous in the West to start with, but after shifting millions of copies, he soon sparked a cultural phenomenon that saw pensioners playing video games. <laughs> Yay for progress. If a game that saves a little old lady's brain cells from melting isn't itself worth a reprieve... Well, nothing the... is going to save people's brain cells from melting in this well, scenario. Yeah, that's, I think he's drawing a, a comparison. It's an inevitability. There. If a game that saves a little old lady's brain cells from melting isn't itself worth a reprieve from the fiery pits of destruction, I don't know what is. Uh, he then goes on to say, if, if not that, then something with Carol Vorderman in it. I think he's hit on the central problem here that Kawashima in the West was not at all in any way famous. Yeah, when he first nominated it, I was like, hmm, not a celebrity. But yeah, famous, famous in uh, in Asia. So that's got to be worth something, hasn't it? And that is... Yeah. A, yeah, I, this is a real good space arc pick because I do think brain training does deserve a place on the, on the arc. Yeah, um, that was a, they are... They're they're probably great games, aren't they? You know? that, that was such a great time in Nintendo history when they were just throwing out these kind of things that came from nowhere and uh, just became games everyone in in the country was talking about, regardless of whether they were a gamer or not. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the rare things that really did did capture the popular imagination for a few years. Kind of wonder what happened to him, really. Um, he went on to he did a Sony ver- a PlayStation version, didn't he? Oh, it was very, it was, it was very poor though. It's, and it's good because he's ahead. This was, this is the original spirit of this. Um, I think of this space arc is is a celebrity head. Yeah, I like it. I, it's kind of, I like the little daft touches about it. You know, I like that it's still got like a little weird sense of humor. Like you know, when yeah. you make him giggle or his glasses fly glasses, off, by glasses, yeah. glasses, glasses, or coriander, isn't it in the sequel? Oh, really. Yeah, if you whisper like coriander, he, he sort of like he has a secret little like giggle with you, like it, you're both in on some weird secret. Yeah, on in some weird kind of like homicidal plan by the sounds of it. It's like really, coriander. Really, that's the code <laughs> his word. code word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he just disappears off the screen, and then you read about someone being murdered in your town. <laughs> and then the next he comes day. back ten minutes later and just winks <laughs> with some coriander, just out of, coming out of the corner of his mouth. Yeah, and blood. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so on that basis. Um, yeah, on that basis. I mean, he's clearly a maniac. Um, <laughs> do we really want this psychotic professor head with us? Polygonal I think we do, don't we? Lording over us all. I think he should be the face of the space art computer. That would be brilliant. Um, <laughs> Karashima. Yeah. Forcing us to kind of like, you know, do that thing where you say red when when it's actually blue, <laughs> blue to kind of yeah. keep our minds alert for the, for the for the future. Well, we are going to need that on board, like mental stimulus. Because I imagine the ship, the journey is going to be pretty boring. Yeah. Oh no, I'm de- I'm I definitely like to put uh, yeah training in. I'm all yeah. So, so this is a nomination from Gary from the Chat Very Good podcast. Mm-hmm. This guy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, hello Gary he says yeah Jimmy White's whirlwind snooker on the Amiga if you played the cue ball so it rested against the cushion you could manipulate the camera to glitch really close to the white where you could see the reflection of Jimmy's face his eyes streaming with tears and mascara running down his cheeks <laughs> that doesn't sound true that doesn't sound right wait a minute uh, yeah but that that's, a he- that's a heck of a snooker game. Uh, it's Jimmy really White. good, isn't it? It's, it? it's really yeah. deep. But it definitely doesn't. Uh, well, it does have Jimmy White's face in, just not quite in the way, <laughs> the way yeah. the guy describes. This is this is a shame, really. 
That sounds like one of those bogus cheats, like sort of naked Tomb Raider. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's real. Um, we've established that. <clears throat> um, we've we've seen right through that. <laughs> there is some weird stuff, like if you, if you uh, I think, if you don't do anything for a while, you see like flies m- m- uh, moving about on the table and stuff like that. Oh, disgusting. It's a bit weird like that. Where's he playing that that, be that <laughs> many flies? Just like <laughs> in some like butcher's shop or down an alley. Somebody spilled some Tizer on the table, and oh, you know, God. a couple of weeks Did ago, ball, I, I, I seem to recollect balls having faces occasionally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like that's winking true. at you and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was what was the guy's name who made? Is, is it Archer McLean who? Uh, you know, because he did the international karate games where the the fighters' trousers would fall down occasionally and stuff. Right. So yeah, he was a joker. He was a joker. <laughs> it was a game made by a real joker. Yeah, and I'm having none of that in the arc, so I'm saying no. <laughs> oh, it's a really good game, isn't it? But I would argue that we shouldn't we just bring on actual Paul? Uh, like, can we do that? Yeah, well, you can bring in real snooker, and you mm. can put Jimmy White's face in the corner somewhere, and then we achieve. The same thing for less money. Yeah, I, th- I think I think uh, I think it kind of has to go in the lava, really. Sorry, Gary from from chat. Very good. Apologies, but your game is burning very good, burning very <laughs> fast. Hey! Uh, anyway, Grant Jones says, "How about ready to rumble boxing colon round two? Right, Michael Jackson. That's got some, yeah, Michael Jackson, Bill this Clinton, that, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. What was Michael Jackson thinking?" To officially lend his likeness to this game, it's bonkers. To so this game, uh, what he's, he's thinking—he's—he gets—he's quite hench in the game. He's got some muscles, what? so maybe that's—you um, know—maybe that's, that's word, an, an inducement. I'm not familiar with the word hench. Hench. What does that mean? It's—it's—it's it's, it's a thing that the youth say uh, to mean muscly. Check me out. Oh, it's not his voice, right? His yeah, vo- yeah, he's, yeah. His voice is in it. Yeah. No, no, no. That sounds it nothing is. like him. He seems like too big of a star for someone to get into a sound booth and go, like, make the sound that you're getting punched. Now, I think about it, they probably didn't get Bill Clinton either, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just... love, I love boxing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a case for it to go in based uh, on one thing, uh, the soundtrack, which is from a unique period of time in the 90s when... Uh, I don't know if anybody even remembers this sort of micro genre of music that came out for a couple of years called New Jack Swing, like Bobby Brown type era music. That um, that counts very strongly in its favour in in, uh, in my eyes. I and mean, sim- similar to similar to the Jimmy White logic, do we need fake boxing when we've got real boxing? Well, we just <laughs> can just have a punch of each other yeah, we down in, pu- down in the hold where <laughs> things get raw on the space arc. Yeah, and then they all do an Irish jig. Like yeah. in Titanic. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So ready to rumble boxing round two, yes or no? Well, no, because like Matthew said, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to a punch up every uh, three or four hours here. Having been oh, trapped you're, on the space you're committing up, so. the genre of New Jack Swing to the fire. Well, that's, 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 that's for cold. the music committee to decide. We can have, boy, we can have a Boys to Men album in, uh, in the uh, <laughs> music part of the Arkell. That'll make you happy. Yeah. Uh, we got a nomination here for Hell's Kitchen. Oh yeah, I was checking this out. Yeah, this. Which so yeah, you you have the experience of trying to manage um, a restaurant. Actually, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Remember the the um, game and watch where you had the two. Um, it's split in half vertically, and you got the two pizza ovens, like spitting up pizzas, and you have to kind of 
move about. Imagine that, mm. but you've got the front of the restaurant and you've got to sort of click around to make sure the customers are happy. And then in the back, you've got to like mix the ingredients and do the, what, basically cooking mama type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Who's nominated this? Uh, this is from Lee. This is from Lee Fennell, or okay. Fennell on, uh, on the old Facebook. Gordon Ramsay in this game, he sort of looks very plasticky and his face doesn't move properly. Yeah, yeah. And his face is kind of shiny. So it's actually quite a good representation of Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like he's a man wearing a, a melted mask of his own face. Yeah. There's something really, really disturbing about it. It's truly disturbing. Also, I find it disturbing when in that game he's actually encouraging to you. But you can tell his heart isn't in it when he when when Gordon actually had to do those lines. He says things like, "You you can do it." Yeah, well, he said there must be. I mean, I only I watched a couple of videos of this, and there must be something where they're piecing together bits of speech because there's just weird gaps. He's like, "I when you when you get five stars, <laughs> he goes, I'm a very happy man.'" And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the idea that he's never said anything positive that he knew. <laughs> he just had to piece it together from, from the idea of trying to get like <laughs> to try and turn angry, angry Gordon Ramsay into a positive into a positive yeah. thing because he couldn't do anything convincing. Yeah, yeah, very strange mechanic when you're in the kitchen part of it where you're you're making a meal by just spinning ingredients really, really fast above a bowl, including, <laughs> if I if I understood it right, like animals. So you're just like spinning a pig <laughs> and the kind of centrifugal force just somehow creates a meal out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Ramsey's secret success recipe. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not meant to know. Uh, it's developed uh, by you Heston. Wouldn't, you wouldn't eat in his restaurants if you actually saw what went on behind the scenes. <laughs> it's not actually gone near an oven. It's just the heat of <laughs> friction. <laughs> yeah. I thought this looked. I haven't played this game. I thought it looked quite, quite kind of cool for a little sort of you know tablet type experience. I think it's on Wii, right? But um, I thought it looked kind of, kind of neat. Nah, no, it looks dire. It looks oh. absolutely dire. It looks like it's got about five minutes of gameplay in it, which you then repeat, um, mm. and just trying to get a high, a highish rating. It looks like a terrible game. Oh. Also, it disturbed me because it was giving me one or a, 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 I was seeing the the a, a cooking tip. And I think we were doing like panna cotta or something, and it gave me a, a, a cooking tip related to badly cooked meat. And I thought <laughs> I don't want to eat any kind of panna cotta that's got meat in it. Get out of here! What's the, what's the tip? The secret to avoiding badly cooked meat is to really spin that meat, spin <laughs> and spin that Keep meat. Uh, that <laughs> is a website I do not recommend you look at. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going to go with Lee on this, and I'm going to say yes to uh, Hell's Kitchen. I'm I'm out. I I hate it because um, from what I saw of it, he doesn't he doesn't call you a you know a terrible awful word which I couldn't say on the podcast once. And if he doesn't say that, what's the point of the game? If he, does, he doesn't scream his indignation at you. He does call you a donkey, and that is a, that is a famous um, Gary. Uh, I must say Gary Barlow. What's his <laughs> name? Gary Bushel. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Matthew, I think in in the words of the great man himself, this has to go in the bin. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. So, in it goes. I think you know at least its digital meats will finally feel some heat <laughs> uh, as it spins off into the lava. <laughs> yes, yeah, it turns into a beautiful meal. 
All right, so Chris Pengilly says The Nomad Soul, as it's got David Bowie in it. This is true. He's got some great lines in uh, Nomad Soul. The juiciest souls are in your dimension. I can't do his to his voice. The juiciest souls. <laughs> the juiciest souls. I must go now. The binary tides are turning. I must go now. The binary tides are turning. It's very much wrapped up in the sort of what what is this late nineties, early two thousands. It, it mm-hmm. is it is the lawnmower man in my mind. It's just it's it's just you know. <laughs> virtual reality trapped in a trapped in a mm-hmm. in a world uh you know polygons pointy polygons everywhere uh oh no 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 but don't you think it's... And it looked like it was sort of david bowie but made out of like origami very pointy oh that's a shame i wanted it in because it's kind of it does stand as a great example of what happens when celebrities get involved in games trying to ape movies you know as a kind of historical artifact yeah yeah it is significant in that way and it is a weird achievement a weird thing it reminds me very much that of andy warhol um helping promote the amiga when it uh when it came out it's just it's just (laughs) certain certain brand of really well respected artistic celebrity just getting it in stuff entirely wrong um and i think bowie backed the wrong horse in cage it's a strange sentence. <laughs> uh, I no, I, I'm not. I'm just not a David Cage guy. I don't really think I like. If we can kind of wipe out all kind of reference mm. to him, that's but we're fine. Keep, but we're Let's keeping David Bowie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. On the, he'll have loads of stuff yeah. on the arc. It's not like the only artifact of David Bowie is going to be the Nomad Soul, and that'd be depressing <laughs> as hell. What about? Oh, so shit. we got we got some more David Cage, haven't we? Uh, a nomination for Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page in Beyond Two Souls. That's another from Rebecca. Keeps them coming. They're they're coming out on PS4 soon, my friends. Uh, getting oh, re-released. He's not doing a re. What he's doing? That a... and of course, no, of course they're getting re-released. I mean, the PS4 is the famous re-release machine. I, you know. <laughs> oh no, we're not, not this again. It's the it's the roll up, roll up for the games of three years ago. <laughs> oh, please, sir. I mean, it looked. I don't know. Even despite my cage hatred, um, I was kind of intrigued by it. Is it any good? It's probably the game of his which makes the most sense because the big problem with David Cage is that he has all this sort of, oh, I'm really going to give you human drama and it's going to be really grounded and really, really realistic. But then actually he's a big sucker for like dumb genre stuff. Mm. So like it, everything, you know, Fahrenheit starts kind of small but grows into something daft. You know, you're, fight, you're literally fighting the internet at the end. Um, <laughs> well, we are, aren't we and this, this one, by being science fiction start to finish, at least it's consistent. You know, it still has this, like, smaller moments, but it kind of says from the off, okay, I'm a really stupid story about ghosts. Mm. So when it ends up being a really stupid story about ghosts at the end, you don't really mind yeah, as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the thing It's the thing I'd say for it, but it's still like a David Cage. barely interactive, like, huge vanity project. I, I, oh, I, I don't you don't, how do you feel about stuff like that weird little bit where you're... you're you're uh you're dancing with this boy that you fancy and you know are you going to kind of reciprocate his moves and it all gets a bit mm. awkward and like it's i think because it's video game characters that awkwardness in that sequence is brilliant yeah there are like yeah i you know as as much as i'm down on the guy like there are moments where you'll see things in his games which you haven't seen in any other game but for me, that's not really enough to justify their existence, personally. But like, I get, I you know, I get there. 
but no, I'm, I again, it's no to Cage from me. Oh, well, on principle. Well, I'm going to say yes, because uh, for much the same reasons, I like that kind of small, you know, I like little kind of small real-worldy stuff, and I like that awkwardness and that, that dynamic between them. And I mean, I can't put Willem Dafoe in, in the flames. No way. But like I, like I say, there's loads of really good Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page films that will make it on board the arc. Um, like... I wouldn't want to remember those actors by their performances in this particular project. No. So it's got to be a no from me, I'm afraid. Uh, in it goes. We got to first. We got to do a. Um, we got to do a very protracted uh, <laughs> quick time event in order to get the game in the lava. <laughs> now it's an actual celebrity in an actual game actually playing himself. It's Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Hmm, which came first, Mike Tyson's punch out or not Mike Tyson's punch out? Not Mike Tyson's punch out. And then out. he got he got grafted on, didn't he? Yeah. Is it a game to preserve though on for its celebrityness? No, it's not. I wouldn't want I'm not too fussed about Mike Tyson himself. He he's turning up in all kinds of things I hate these days. Uh <laughs> like, like, what? The, like the hangover movie. The hangover, yeah. Um well, I thought it was gonna be things like cues at the bank, <laughs> things like that. Just things I hate inside a wasp's nest. You've been framed, <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. In the cupboard, in the cupboard under my yeah. stairs, which I haven't cleaned out for a month. He's materialising in front of me after I bang my toe on the corner of the bed. <laughs> He's Tyson. <laughs> Tyson. <laughs> um, but it's be hard to see Punch Out going in the lava. Jeez, that would be tough to watch. It's such a weird game, Punch Out. Like on paper, you know. It kind of shouldn't work because it's not a sim. You know, it's a puzzle game, really, isn't it? It's 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 about spotting, yeah. and reacting to tells, and knowing which punch does what. Oh yeah, at any it's given like a time. game and watch game, really. Yeah, but it, but it's still like there's so much character in it, and there's so much like depth to that mm. level of like puzzling. Like even today, like they say, there are still a couple of things people haven't quite worked out, oh, yeah. or like there are a couple of little secrets or like little tells in the audience and stuff. And you know, it's. It's weird because when they bought out on Wii, I was like, oh, you know, when they remade the Wii, you know, they made a version for the Wii. Wii I remember thinking, oh, this isn't just not, is this going to fly in this day and age? It seems like eight fights, you know, it's eight fights which last like five minutes mm. apiece, but there's so much sort of life yeah, yeah, in it, in the animation and the artistry and everything. That it, it, it really does hold up. It's um, racist as all hell, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. it's, it's all like Mr. Pizza and. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, some, What's his name? Vodka. Sort of curry, curry Mumbai and all this oh, kind of stuff. Awful. Just awful. <laughs> really dodgy names. Yeah, actually I'm turning on I'm turning on Punch Out now, and I think now I remember that. I'm kind of ambivalent. I don't I'm not interested in uh, going back to play it as for its gaminess. It just doesn't appeal on that front. There's no new yeah. jack swing in that game, Al. That's a trouble. Yeah, yeah, this is Oh it's got a great it's got a great theme tune though, Punch Out. How's that go? <laughs> da 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 that sounds like game for a laugh. <laughs> oh god, we have got to bring our references up to date. Yeah, I, yeah, I've changed my mind about Punch Out. It's out. But not what? Because of the racism. Yeah, because of the racism. That's right. But it's a great game. Yeah, but it, but mm. it's got a bit of racism in it. A little bit of racism. It's not got much racism in it. No, but a, a little bit of racism, a lot of racism. Oh, either of those things. I'm putting it in. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm oh, not you jerks! It's a great game. <laughs> it's not that racist. Bye, Punch Out, <laughs> and Mike Tyson along with it. Oh, um, yeah. I can't believe that you burnt Punch Out. So the only thing, the only thing that went in was was Kawashima. Yeah, we're not gonna we're, we're gonna skip our picks this time because we had we had a lot of interesting uh, listener mentions, didn't we? So yeah, we're, we're just and dedicating. It I to couldn't you think of a damn thing, but <laughs> until it was too late. Mm, I probably would have gone with something like Daley Thompson or something. So yeah, no, so Karashima. Yeah, well done. Amazing. I like how I, that was nominated by a Nintendo employee. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's unbelievably shameful. What we just did, we shouldn't have kowtowed to that pressure. We've we've sold out. We've sold out. And on that bombshell, <laughs> well, that was a, a mixed but uh, I guess sort of semi-successful week. <laughs> uh, of course, it is. Uh, you know, it's a weird one. It's now it's now twelve o'clock, so of course it is time for Keith Chegwin to go in the lava, <laughs> yeah, and for um, us to have our lunch. <laughs> so oh, with that, I guess we are going to depart yes. uh, from 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 Space Arc, but we will have uh, uh, information at the end of the podcast about our next genre, and you mm. can help us pick next week's selection of games. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we've got to have a bit of this. So, uh, Billy Connolly, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you, I love the podcast. 20 <laughs> Have a great one, guys, you know. What? 20 episodes? Lots of love. Brian Blitted. And that closes 20 episodes of The Rotating Platform. So in honour of um, our mixed opinions on Jurassic World, Lego Jurassic World, this episode, uh, why don't we do dinosaur games for oh. Space Arc next time? Um, so yeah, tell us what your fav- favourite dinosaur games are. There's loads of them. I can think of loads of good ones actually already, but they're pouring into my brain. Take your pick. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what your favourite dinosaur game is. We want to hear it and we want to discuss it. Uh, in next week's episode um and yeah any anything else you want to ask us or tell us um then this is the way to do it you can email us at trp at the rotating platform.com you can twitter us as they say at rotating podcast uh you can go onto our blog quite a popular way for people to uh have a chat at the rotating platform.com or you can get on our facebook at facebook.com slash rotating platform so yeah we want to hear from you so get heard with those methods and uh, yeah that's the end of this this episode and don't forget to vote for who has uh, the best Michael Caine impression uh, from uh, earlier in the podcast choice is easy (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I agree Matthew yes it is (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us. Tell us, we can settle that uh, that Michael Caine question once and for all. And, <laughs> at, and, at last, and, yes, and mo- just move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's been a pleasure um, doing a podcast for you, and we hope to see you, see your ears on the end of our on the end of our mouths <laughs> next next episode, and for another twenty, <laughs> and for another twenty, yeah, indeed. <laughs> See you soon, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.